In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I have just three things, three things to say to you, Logan and Angel, and to all of you today. Just three things. Based on the lessons that Logan and Angel have chosen for all of you to hear. God's word concerning marriage, concerning his promises, concerning what he asks of us, his children. Three things. The first thing is this. If this were going to be easy, you wouldn't need to make vows. If this were going to be easy, you wouldn't need to make vows. The second thing is this. Remember that God did this to you. And the third thing is this. This one I'll explain later. Your marriage, your marriage is like the moon. Okay, hold on to that for a minute. First of all, if this were going to be easy, if this were going to be easy, you wouldn't have to make vows. Some couples, when they come to their weddings, they've written their own vows. I think there's something really nice about what's going to happen today where Logan and Angel are going to read vows that have been written for them, that have been handed down through the history of the church because they are vows that come from outside of them, not from inside of them. There are all kinds of wonderful things inside of Logan and Angel right now, all kinds of love and affection, and that is wonderful. But you'll notice that when it comes time to make vows, comes time to make pledges, I'm not going to ask them questions like this. I'm not going to ask, do you promise to have butterflies in your stomach every time you see her? Do you promise that you'll want to spend every single moment with him? Do you promise to laugh at all of his jokes? Do you promise to think that she is beautiful every moment? I'm not going to ask you those kinds of questions. Hopefully, all of those things will work out. But there is something more important going on here. Not having to do just with your feelings, what's inside of you, but something outside of you. Something that we have learned from God. Something that you have learned from God himself. I'm not asking you to feel a certain way when I ask you to make these pledges. I'm asking you to do something. And you're promising to do it, regardless of how you feel. This is what's so powerful about that lesson from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that last one that you heard. You heard what love is. It is patient and kind. It does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. It never ends, and that is impossible. You're going to promise some things that are impossible in a few moments. Which is why it matters. The strength of your promises does not come from inside of you. If it did, you would be sure to fail. But the strength of those promises is coming from outside of you. It's coming from God himself. It's coming from the place where you have learned love. From what Jesus has done for you on the cross. From the place where you have learned forgiveness. Because this is, in fact, what you are promising. When you swear to love each other, you're promising to forgive one another for every time you come short in keeping these promises. You're promising to think of one another the way that Jesus thinks of you, as his beloved for whom he is willing to suffer all things, promising never to leave or forsake you. And on that basis, not from something inside of you, but from what Jesus has given to you, you can begin to keep these promises. That is what we are here to pray for today. That is what we are all here for your whole marriage long to encourage you and strengthen you in, is keeping those promises. And that means that when you make promises to one another today, you also must believe the promises that are being made to you. 
You must believe them. Logan, you have to believe Angel when she promises to have and to hold till death us do part. Angel, you have to believe Logan to have and to hold till death us do part. When that becomes difficult, here's number two. When that becomes difficult, remember that God did this to you. So many people think when they come to a marriage, when they show up in front of the altar, that they are doing something to themselves. Yes, we are committing ourselves to one another, and that does happen. Later, we're going to sign a marriage license. It's signed before the, the state. They can enforce this. But you have not brought yourselves together. Ultimately, it's God who has done it. And this is what is so precious. I'm so glad you chose First Samuel for this wedding. Because there you heard a song. You all heard a song of a woman who had nothing going for her, who was suffering miserably, and who took her pleas to God. She took her concerns to God. She prayed to God for mercy because she knew that whether things were good or whether things were bad, it was all from God. That it was God who had done it to her and that it was God who was doing it for her. And that is true of you as well. So, when things are difficult, when it seems like the promises are breaking apart, when you wake up one morning and you wonder who this person is, that's laying next to you, when you are irritated with each other, when your life is in crisis, when things aren't going the way they want, when you feel betrayed, whatever it might be, when that happens, remember that God has done this to you. And you are his beloved children, and he does not give you anything that is not meant to build you up and strengthen you in faith and in love for one another. Remember that God has done this to you. Remember also when times are good, when it's smooth sailing, when you're completely in sync, when everything is going as planned, when the checkbook balances, and when you can see the blessings of marriage right before your eyes, when all of that is happening, remember that God has done this to you. Give thanks to him. Like the people of Israel, you are now wandering together through the wilderness of this life. God has put you there for each other, to build each other up, and it is God. It is God who has promised to bless you. So put your trust in him. Remember, he's the one who has done this to you. That is for all of you as well. You all have a part in Logan and Angel's life together. So when they need it, remind them. Remind them that they made promises to each other. Remind them that God has done this to them. And it is for their good. Remind them that they are the beloved children of their heavenly father. And that is where their hope and their comfort is found. Which is how we get to my third point. I'm almost done. The third point is this. Your marriage is like the moon. The glory of the moon is that it reflects the sun. The glory of the moon is that it reflects the sun. The glory of your marriage is that it reflects the love that God has for us, his children. Those words from 1 Corinthians 7 really show us just what that means. You are not your own. You belong to each other. You're giving yourselves entirely to one another. That's what Paul describes as marriage, a reflection of the love that God has for us, his lost children, a reflection of the love that Jesus has for his bride, the church, perfect, self-giving love. This is what you should expect from Logan and Angel, that their marriage is a picture of the gospel. Logan is to stand as a picture of Jesus' 
on the cross, willing to give up everything to breathe his last, to pour out his blood for his beloved bride. Angel is to be a picture of the church, trusting her beloved bridegroom, following his lead, putting her hope in the promises that he has made to her. When you see Logan and Angel in their marriage, that is what you are looking for. It's a reflection of the gospel. Your marriage is like the moon. Your glory, your glory in marriage is that you are reflecting God's love. It's a beautiful thing and something to hold on to dearly. Don't ever forget it. That's my job, to remind you. Week after week, day in and day out, I won't let you forget it. You've been washed, you've been made children of God, and now you're about to begin something new altogether, a life together. And we are all here to celebrate and pray for you. God, give you grace to grow together in faith towards him and in love for one another. You know where to find those blessings. In the very body and blood of Jesus, in his words of forgiveness, he will grant it. That is our prayer. And when you pray for Logan and Angel, you can be sure that God hears your prayer and desires to answer it in the affirmative. He wants to give them all of the blessings that you're going to hear about today. So let's get it done. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.